Welcome back to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them from their homes to yours. As you may have noticed, we're changing things up a little. Our release schedule, at least for now, will be every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. On to the good stuff. In today's episode, Douglas Kearney reads Playing the Changing Same, a new essay featuring poems by Gwendolyn Brooks, Lucille Clifton, and Kearney himself. To read the essay, check out the episode description. And now, read by Douglas Kearney. There's this saying that goes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's worn, maybe, but not played out. More than whatever truth it holds, I've been drawn to the maxim symmetry and paradox, something I might describe to my students as holding a contradiction in its hands. Yet it does make an argument. If I take the saying and break it down, as a philosopher might have once suggested to its very last compound, I find myself at change slash same. In this, I see the formula for pattern, a structure that requires and sometimes amplifies the simultaneous presence of change and sameness. In full, the adage includes more things, and this, I think, is important to remember in quote-unquote more things, imprecise and multiplicitous. We have the opportunity for variation, difference, changes on the changes. These should not, however, distract us from recognizing the big pattern, the changing same at the saying's bottom. And that big pattern? It stays happening despite the differences playing over its surface. This is one route of coming to get to the idea of the changing same. It isn't the way I came. I couldn't retrace those exact steps if I wanted to, and I probably don't. There's a root root, which we'll get to indirectly, an A-B selection of saying. The changing same, R&B, and the new black music. In looking back at that essay, published in 1966, I think about tradition, quotes in the original, working in it, through it. Where one measure of change is time, and same is incident. Yet in Baraka's essay, written as Leroy Jones, the changing same also accounts for a way in which black people participate in composing change that reveals a sameness, and that this isn't a foreclosure of possibility, but a demonstration of discerning core aesthetic structures in an array of more things, signals in what some might misfigure as noise or theirs to possess. These are also changing sames. Here's another route, through a bit of briar, though. More of the same sameness keeps happening over and over, and it puts you through changes. You say to the sameness that you want change so you can get out of these same changes you've been going through. And even though the sameness say it will change, and matter of fact, can't you see it has already changed? It's just the same sameness putting you through the same changes. It stays putting you through over and over and over. See, these are means of understanding the changing same I play in a state which is to be in a pattern with some difference. On the one, this is compositional. On the other, conceptual. Think of a riff, a series of notes played away again and again, 
slight variations can occur within the riff without upsetting the compositional understanding of it. Which is to say, one can make some changes within the sameness of a riff without conflict. Conflict, here, being a definition of riff I picked up from late 80s New York hip-hop wrapped over dug-up drum loops. Hearing the pattern there, the same under its changes, shifts in a riff that doesn't riff. That pattern, when pleasing, is a groove. A groove is a way to say a rut. See it there, a mark in the ground, grown now, into a line dug past the dust and into the dirt. Since prairies cut with such ruts become farmland. Imagine a trench dug between forces becomes a battlefield. But what keeps a groove from being a different kind of rut? A rut defined as a played-out habit. The groove to which we arrived via the riff plays out of what constricts it while still digging deeper and deeper into itself getting down into the groove, getting down by way of going back to its head, its core riff or compositional sequence, playing what's after that and going back to it, a kind of looping that accumulates even if it travels light, even if it strips off its fits. This groove, the one I want to get down into, maybe on the one, is one that works or works out, which is to say it can provide me a means and an end. Not means to an end, but and. The other groove, the one that's a rut, that's played out, is just one being worked over or overworked, beaten and instrumentalized. The changing same, then, as I tend to think of it, as I try to play in, to, and through, to extend, to comp to what Amiri Baraka put down in 1966 in that essay, The Changing Same, R&B, The New Black Music, is a way to hear and hear the idea of tradition, or to take a different angle, response to conditions that repeat, bound to those conditions themselves, when what's played is played out, the groove becomes a rut, the changing same becomes the same old same, thus an SOS might need sending. But the changing same that come forefinger ringed with love and truth, bin and stay knowing that the hills from whence come our help ain't Beverly, and sugar only account for one of them. That tradition is something we can get down into. Sometimes that groove is a version of joy. Sometimes that groove is a trench, like in wartime. Sometimes, though, a dance tune plays in a foxhole. There's another kind of rut that has to do with reproduction, that the again and again slant rhymes with more and more. But that rut also suggests fight. It also suggests prey. Not prey, as in to have a talk with whom from whence comes one's help, but prey, the noun. Those hunted by others in rutting season, bucks fight to mate with waiting doe. At rutting, bucks riff with each other, but does and bucks struggle against predators ever and always, all day, a day, again and again, as more and more. What I'm saying is the changing same, compositionally 
and conceptually stays playing. With variations, depending upon who's wailing the head or who's working the baton or who's beating their time. So when some people tune in to the station they thought was just static, just noise, way on the other side of the dial, and of a sudden they hear signal and wonder, what's the new now sound from way out loud? They may be hearing a news break, what sounds like a heat rock from the changing same. Like, say, remember that brand new oldie from Memorial Day 2020? You see it in your earbuds loud and clear. How when the police, a.k.a. 12, or parapolice, a.k.a. half dozens, take black lives, be they black men's lives, black women's lives, black trans lives, black children's lives, so many radios for a spell blasted the same station. For so many, though, the song, they say, is one they never heard before. But for many others, our radio's been staying on this station steady, even when we mean to tune to other music. The needle stuck in it, digging a rut like a vamp that won't fade. The blood thuds in our ears on some polyrhythm. Contrapuntally, we swing back as we look at right now and what's ahead. The changing same we could call George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Tony McDade, Atatiana Jefferson, Rayshard Brooks, Sandra Bland, Corin Gaines, Robert Fuller, T.T. Gully, rhymes with the changing same of so many. But I came to speak about two in particular. Two who got played out by the bad, habitual changing same. That rut of grooves dug like graves. I speak of Emmett Till and James Byrd Jr. And then I'll speak of how two genius poets played to them and for them into and through the changing same from whence some love, some truth, some of our help come, though it comes sometimes with little sugar and can feel like hills that don't feel like they heal. I speak of Gwendolyn Brooks and Lucille Clifton. Then I'll end knowing it don't stop with the changing same as tradition, how I made to pick up the changing same as put down by Brooks and Clifton. Two white men murdered Emmett Till in 1955 in Mississippi. The murderers, Roy Bryant and J.W. Milam. It was over for Emmett because they said it was over him harassing Carolyn Bryant, Roy's wife. Did he grab her? Did he whistle at her? Did he leave the Bryant's general store wolfing? Bye, baby. Carolyn Bryant later admitted to lying about being grabbed and menaced, but it was over for Emmett, who was 14 when them grown men, Roy Bryant and J.W. Milam, took him from his uncle's home, beat him and shot him through his head, tied a cotton gin fan around his neck, and threw him dead in the Tallahatchie River. The all-white jury acquitted them, though they copped to it later in Look magazine. Some people still won't see it. But Mamie Till, Emmett's mother, wanted people to look and to see. So she allowed photographers to photograph the open casket funeral of Emmett Till. Look. Jet Magazine ran the photographs. Look. See. The question of how to write about violence without representing it is a riff of the changing same. Both kinds of riff. Pattern. Conflict. 
in describing what Bryant and Milam did to Emmett Till. I bring a version of that violence back. I didn't describe the physical effects of their violence. That was a choice. It's a choice, and it faces those who work in this tradition. What we'll put down, what we'll see to say, say to be seen. In Gwendolyn Brooks' The Last Quatrain of the Ballad of Emmett Till, the genius, Brooks, makes as if to remove us from the sight and sight of the violence. A note under the title tells us we are after both the murder and the burial. But her use of figurative language and choices of description provide a family resemblance of the violence that favors black people, a resemblance here, the white supremacy of the Bryants and Milam put on Emmett, staged into the poem, as well as resemblance to Emmett, and then Mamie, rendered in the upside-downness of a mother outliving her child and the crime itself, which stays stuck. It's worth noting that when George Zimmerman murdered 17-year-old Trayvon Martin in 2012, that turn of the changing same tuned more people back onto the station that plays Emmett Till, among other U.S. shore shots, 24-7, all day, a day. Brooks was born in Topeka, Kansas in 1917 and died in Chicago, the city to which she is unbreakably linked in 2000. She was the first black author to win a Pulitzer, the first black woman to hold what would become the U.S. Poet Laureate position, and was the Poet Laureate of Illinois. She shifted her publishing to Broadside Press and Third World Press, black-owned presses, as a means of investing in her community and divesting from a larger power structure. Brooks' work explores and reformulates forms, building buildings to house subjects who won't stay inside, even when they're indoors. A documentarian who knows most documents can't hold who she wants to keep close, her sounds add rooms at angles more than zigzag. You really should read her work if you haven't. Here is the last quatrain of the Ballad of Emmett Till by Gwendolyn Brooks, published in The Bean Eaters. After the murder, after the burial, Emmett's mother is a pretty-faced thing, the tint of pulled taffy. She sits in a red room, drinking black coffee. She kisses her killed boy, and she is sorry. Chaos in windy grays through a red prairie. See how Brooks takes us away from the Tallahatchie and the funeral at Robert's Temple Church of God, the sight and sight of the violence visited to stay on Emmett Till, how the poem itself is a fragment, the last part of a life of Mamie's killed boy, how the pulled taffy tint is sweet, a hue, but cries in the grotesque disfiguring of the face reflected in the casket, Reflected in the coffee where she, her own lips that are Emmett's lips, sips as if to kiss the face that is theirs, that they share, that pretty face, pulled.
cold now, one from the other, one from this world, the red room of murder that bleeds out into a prairie, back into the wind, the Chicago from which Emmett was visiting Ken when the killers visited him to stay, the same Chicago Brooks blew into, blew from prairie to prairie, how taffy and coffee chime and sound and sense, what can be consumed like fruit, strange how what changes stays the same, and what's the same seems to change, how only she is sorry, Gwendolyn playing the role of Mamie, they, how she will not sleep, how the coffee will stain, and the taffy will stick, though the crime won't stick, Bryant and Milam acquitted, Bryant and Bryant and Milam all admitted, look, see, the stain stays, chaos in windy grays, is all that remains making its way through a prairie that's been red since settling, a changing same. The, quote, tint of pulled taffy, end quote, has come to make me think of Demetrius Oliver's photograph, Till, from 2004. The gruesome danger of being toothsome to voracious appetite is thick in it, where chocolate, maybe, smudge a profile, pinched into two sweet peaks and gourd cavities. Something's bitten away, like the rest of Till's ballad by Brooks. A horror of James Byrd Jr.'s murder was what got taken away in the taking of his life. Sean Barry, Lawrence Brewer, and John King, three white supremacists, dragged James Byrd Jr. behind a pickup truck down a stretch of road called Huff Creek in Jasper, Texas. They did this after they beat him. They beat him after they picked him up when he was walking home from a birthday party. They tried to hang him, but couldn't get that together. Huff Creek Road runs right along a woods called Big Thicket, a place where locals often go hunting for bucks. Barry, Brewer, and King murdered Bird on a hot, hot, hot day in 1998. The number. Another summer. Red as a prairie. Red as 19 or 89 or 2020. They dragged him till, doing fishtails with their truck. Bird swung into a culvert. This cut off his head and an arm. I'm telling you this, as a matter of fact, because the poet is going to do thus. And that choice of tone is central to her poem's work. The poet is Lucille Clifton. The poem is Jasper, Texas, 1998. It's from Blessing the Boats. What's the same between Brooks and Clifton's poems as we find ourselves set in the aftermath of the crime scene and what's seen after? Thus, the murders and the community's response. What changes? The times. From 1955 to 1998, we'll come to know that the choir of We Shall Overcomers maybe swells for the bittersweet by and by when the stereos are tuned in unison. But the speaker changes, too. Clifton lets the murdered speak, a decapitated prophet, knowing prophets drop judgments more than futures. Her prophet, who can sing like a jaybird, can look, can speak, and with that one hand, point to say, See! Lucille Clifton was born in 1936 in Depew, New York. She died in Baltimore in 2010. She received a National Book Award, an Emmy, a Lannan was nominated for the Pulitzer twice and was Maryland's Poet Laureate. The thing about Clifton's genius? It's sneaky. 
She's working even when you don't think she's working, which means she can work you without working a sweat. People try to do this, but they get done, assuming she's unassuming when really she just isn't studying you. But I think she is a student of the changing same, down to the bone of it. Here's Jasper, Texas, 1998. For J. Bird. I am a man's head hunched in the road. I was chosen to speak by the members of my body. The arm, as it pulled away, pointed toward me. The hand opened once and was gone. Why and why and why should I call a white man brother? Who is the human in this place? The thing that is dragged or the dragger? What does my daughter say? The sun is a blister overhead. If I were alive, I could not bear it. The townsfolk sing, we shall overcome, while hope bleeds slowly from my mouth into the dirt that covers us all. I am done with this dust. I am done. To be a man's head is to no longer be the man himself, though still his, even as he's gone now, unable to claim what was taken, the rest of him cut away like a boy's ballad. All that's left, the head, the core of the riff, e.g. the changing same and the dust-up that only the dead get to be done with. They, instead, get grave dirt. But that man's head is synecdoche for bird, lyrically and politically, as membered by his dismembered body, elected, chosen, only to be remembered in death. The thrice-cried why becomes a refrain. That contronym I mean here to repeat that which we would have stop. It is the changing same in praxis and essence, an R&B balladeer singing why in a black supper club that gets crashed by a, quote, white person who walks into it, end quote, per baraka. Simultaneously, Clifton's three whys play as soulful amplification of a pattern of spiritual struggle and three white men, Barry, Brewer, King, that bird's head must ponder over calling brother, exchangeable, the same question. Why, why, why? The question of humanity posed, though none in town will hear. All perhaps too busy singing, just as so many were too busy waiting for look to see. The daughter, whose birthday he had attended, an inversion of Mamie to Emmett, speaks, though the head doesn't hear her. Overcome, overcome, overcome. Pain bleeds away with hope, the blistering sun bearable to the dead, a light that hurts those of us living, working the changing same, covered in the dirt of that groove, that work put in on us, another that some of us, as playwright Alicia Harris says, send up when the shit goes down. Clifton's poem ends when Bird's Head's part of the song is at last done. The words are blood in dirt. Not yet, but soon come dust, until red once again touches something like a prairie, a road, a chaotic wind blown through some, someplace. And that some place may change. That place may be the same. 
so much it seems will stay steady the same. How long will it stay played again and again, worked until the groove is a grave some of us dig our way out only to find ourselves in the same dirt and dust worked and working. And this work, this changing same, where one might make a space for truth and love, is a signal, even when some people want to call it noise and call the law on it, only to call it signal after the law done brought the noise. Look, see, there's a dirt that covers all of us, blowing in from the reddened prairies. Who and who and who kicks it up? Listen, hear. My own contributions to the changing same as laid down by Gwendolyn Brooks and Lucille Clifton follow. They are called Tallahatchie Lullaby Baby and Big Thicket Pastoral. They were published in the Black Automaton and Buck Studies, respectively. Tallahatchie Lullaby Baby. Cattail cast tattles till tail, lowing low along the hollow. Crickets chirrup and ribbits lick up. What's chucked? The hatchy swallow. Skin scow skiffs upon pond scum skin, going slow along the hollow. Now may mayfly a light brown brow. What's chucked? The hatchy swallow. Maybe by, baby, by, baby, by and by. Lowing low along the hollow. We will slip the knot, not slip, will we? What's chucked? The hatchy swallow. Who's a bruise to blue hue hatchy, going slow along the hollow? Who's a bruise to whose hue hatchy? What's chucked? The hatchy swallow. Kodak flash tattles till tail, going slow among the hollow. Who's a bruise to bruise you? Swallow what the hatchy chucks. Emmett Till, 1941 through 1955. Big Thicket, Pastoral, Jasper, Texas, 1998. To Big Thicket, a crack! is a buckshot. Too big, thicket. Crack is a stick broke. Crack, headlights staggering home. The road kills buck. Crack.
crack, too big to get we go, we go to sticks, to stick bucks, hot drink, drink, heads light, stagger, ing the road, lawn the trees, lawn the creek, crack, stick, broke, light kills, we go, we go to big thicket, to home on a kill, buckshot, crack, staggered by drink, headlight, to big thicket, buck on each pickup, staggering, what you looking at, the pickup, headlights, lawn the road, crack, buck broke, crack, the white stick, big thick, at lawn the trees, lawn the creek, drink, staggered, broke, white killed, the buck, staggering, home, crack, the trees, pick up, we go, we go, we gone to big thicket, what you doing here, buck, stick, to home, crack, stick, broke, off, off, go, go, white light, break the trees, break for home, lawn the road, home, white, homing on, we, off, off, go, go, what, buckshot, crack, 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 we go, we go, we gone to big thicket, lawn the huff creek, the rushes, in the drink, hothead whites, what you think you are, the boot, buck, huff, crack, huff, crack, is fist boost, broke, crack, a stick, broke, buck, but sick, in the rushes, buck, back, in the rushes, put them back on, put them back on, buck, head, in the rushes, what you think, in the rushes, put them back on, put them back on, to big thicket, we go, to huff creek, hothead, we go to head, staggering, love the trees, the staggered creek head, the rushes, crack, a stick, broke, the creek head, the hot light, to big, to the creek breaks, the hot light, to big thicket, we go, we go, we go, to white huff, to buckshot, to lower and home, we go, we go, we go, to huff creek road, of drunk, because roadkill, staggering, bucks, hot drunk, headlight, rushes, huff creek road, pick up, drunk, rushes, drunk, and screeching, breaks, of your road, Crack is a buckshot, crack is physical bone, crack, the road kills, crack, and broke, stick long, the stagger green, and go, and go, on. Nine Two Wise Read By is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Underberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to Nine Two Wise Read By wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92y.org slash help now to donate to support Nine Two Y and our new digital programming. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 92y.org slash redby.